Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag college football. There's this narrative out that we were hiding or, or ducking or waiting uh, and that's just not true. It's a false narrative. I want to make sure everybody understands we're not afraid of anybody. We will respect everyone that we play, but we, there's no fear in this. But it's not anything unique to us. Uh, it's what makes college football great. Nobody's afraid of anybody. You know, uh, we're not afraid of Washington. They're not afraid of us. Uh, that's why we dedicate our lives to this game. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, we, can, we can do it a lot. And to be honest with you, we have uh, two weeks left that are open, December 5th and December 19th, that we're willing to play football. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody that are actually have an availability to play those games, we would love to do it. That's Kalani Sataki, BYU football coach. In the wake of the initial college football rankings being released, BYU slotted at number 14. They've pretty much been identified as the team that got ranked too low. I think largely people are looking at George as the team that got ranked too high. But it is what it is, PK. And when you sit back, all you hear is Lavelle Edwards their party and we're not invited 25 years later still their party yeah this is great news for BYU they haven't received this much exposure since 1984 and the people are talking about them way more than they ever dreamed of being talked about this deep into November about a week away from December and I realize yeah 14 is too low I understand that and the funny thing is that if they would have agreed to play in Washington, knowing full well that they couldn't play Washington, they wouldn't have been ranked as low. They should have just said yes back on Saturday. Sure, we're in. I mean, I tweeted, I, I'm listening to other people, sources saying all this other stuff. I mean, I, I don't have sources. I have friends. And uh, Saturday night, I put out there that Utah is probably going to be playing Washington. So BYU should have just said yes, because there was very little chance that the game would actually happen anyway. And they would have won the PR battle without even getting on the plane. Yeah. But right. I guess they, they would be ranked higher. They didn't want to pay for tests with money they didn't have to play a game they weren't going to play. But the PR battle eh, would, have been, would have been theirs. Utah and Washington are playing. The Utah-Arizona State game is canceled. The Utes will take on Washington Saturday night, 8.30 on ESPN. Washington 2-0. You know, here's the thing. If BYU beat Washington, how much credit would they get for it? Because I think the thing you see in the rankings is when you have the same number of losses as another team and you're in the West, you're going to be below them. The, the undefeated teams in the West are the lowest-ranked undefeated teams in a Power 5. I mean, I realize that uh, you know Marshall is lower and Coastal Carolina is lower. And the highest one-loss teams in the West are in the SEC. And the highest two-loss team, Georgia. I don't know how much credit you get for beating other teams in the West. Well, in the history of BYU football, they've only gotten credit once for beating a big-time team, and that's Miami. Everybody else, when they beat them, well, they're having a down year. And when BYU loses to these teams, I'll see, they suck. They can never have a down year. But when BYU beats you, you're having a down year. So, yeah, if they would have beat Washington, well, Washington changed coaches. Who's their quarterback? Their quarterback left for the NFL. Their running back left for the NFL. They're not that good this year. Yeah, it, it's on and on and on. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State are the top four, just as we expected. 
Two teams waiting for somebody to stumble are in the SEC. Texas A&M is five and Florida is six. More cancellations, threat of cancellations. Minnesota and Wisconsin have played 113 years in a row, but they're not playing. And I actually did see some BYU ought to go schedule Wisconsin right now. People, they can't. Is that you, Jake? They can't schedule Wisconsin. The Big Ten doesn't let you play non-conference games. Just make a games. phone call and see what they say. Nebraska, you're not playing a non-conference game. That, that, that was then, though. USC canceled practice. Positive test inside the program. They're supposed to play Colorado Saturday. Nobody knows how that's going to work out. Yeah, from now on, I want positive. I want the games that are going to be played rather than the games that aren't going to be played. Well, then let's get to one of those. Hashtag Utah State. Turkey Day, Thursday night. It's Utah State and New Mexico. Both teams are 0-4. Somebody's going to get a win and a little dose of positivity after a negative month of football, PK. That's some positivity right there. How about a win? Are you sure someone's going to get a win? Do we know that? Well, they don't let them finish in a tie. Yeah, they no longer have ties, so. Yeah, but I don't know, man. This might be the first time. This has been such a crazy year that if we actually saw a tie in college football... Who would really, really be shocked? <laughs> Even though it's impossible. <laughs> they call a game off in like the fourth overtime for some reason. Zone's gonna have full Who's play by that game. Zone's gonna have full play by play coverage. Four o'clock with the pregame show. Five o'clock on FS1 on TV with Craig Bowler Jack on the call on the radio. Bowler filling in for Scotty G, who's off calling Aggie basketball. Well. That ought to tell you what has turned into uh, what's more important when your lead guy is calling basketball and not football. There it is. A non-conference game. You think if he was a 4-0, would they have done that? Uh, that's a good question. Probably not. No. Well, uh, <laughs> play-by-play guys get paid by the game, so if it's up to Scotty, he'll take more paychecks. Thank you. But you're right, it would have been hard to go, where are you going to be? This is a huge game. 4-0 Utah State, 4-0 Boise State. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I consider Patrick to be the Steph Curry of the NFL. Somebody that's, that's going to take this thing to the next level. Steph Curry took three-point shooting to the next level. In a sense, uh, Pat Mahomes is doing some of that in in the world of of the NFL. Michael Irvin, you love your analogies there, PK. Patrick Mahomes is the NFL Steph Curry. No, 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 no. Steph Curry is the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. You don't compare anything to the NFL. The NFL is the king. It's the other way around. The Baltimore Ravens had positive tests, canceled their practice. They're supposed to play the Steelers Thursday night. No change to the status of that game now. We'll see how that goes today. That's the primetime no, game no, on NBC. I want to NBC. know the teams that did practice. No, we, don't, we don't do the negative. Washington practiced and Dallas practiced. 2.30 on Fox. They're both 3-7. and seven. I think whoever wins this game is the favorite in that division. Got the easier schedule Dallas down the stretch. practice. Dallas canceled. Their You're right, they did. They had a strength and conditioning coach. 
<laughs> well, then the only thing I can be positive about is the Texans and Lions. And let's be honest, that's not very positive. I mean, I can come up with a reason to fool myself into watching Washington and Dallas, two, three, and seven teams. I, I can't come up with a reason to watch Houston and Detroit. Oh, of course you can. Because it's on, man. Here's what you do. You get up, you turn on the Macy's Day Parade, and then that leads right into the football game. I've been doing it every year with Thanksgiving for as long as I can remember, and I'm not about to stop now. It has nothing to do with the quality of the teams. You can't watch this. I guarantee you all have the television turned on. I didn't want to discuss the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. There's going to be all kinds of limits, and it's going to look different this year. But it's going to happen. That's the most important thing. All right, Texans and Lions, 1030 on CBS. Washington, Dallas, 230 on Fox. Pittsburgh and Baltimore, hopefully at 620 on NBC. Alex Smith, get a win. Team that's had turnover problems, that's the one thing he usually doesn't do is turn the ball over. Washington to win the division at 6-10 and 10 or 7-9. and nine. You up for it? The Alex Smith comeback story? Since we're going to have a team with a losing record in the playoffs, apparently. Uh, the story's been ongoing. I mean, uh, yeah, sure, fine. Go go play to win. I mean, he's back. That, that was a nice story a couple weeks back, three weeks ago or so. But now it's about winning football games. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz announced they're going to allow 1,500 fans to attend home games to begin the season in addition to some sweet level seating on a limited basis. All fans will be in the lower bowl of Ibn Arena and will be socially distanced and required to wear masks at all times. Season's supposed to start on the 22nd. So, a few season ticket holders, I guess on a rotating basis, will have the ability to opt in and go to some games, PK. Great. If I'm the Jazz, I make sure that I have uh, heavy and thorough interviews with BYU because they've been playing before 1,500 fans now for about 10 years on the road. West Coast basketball here. 1,500 is a little bit of a high number, I feel like. Seen some of those crowds at USD. Oh, you, you can get end. 1,500 Mormons in just about every t- every uh, okay. arena they go That's to. That's a fair point on that point, I guess. <laughs> Not on a beautiful Saturday afternoon in San Diego, though. Or Malibu. That was a little thin. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Well, we knew Bam Adebayo would join Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell with the five-year max extension. Uh, could be worth $195 million for any of those guys that are able to make an all-NBA team. First, second, or third, doesn't matter. Just make one of them. Pelicans gave Brandon Ingram five years and $158 million max. He's been an all-star. He's the NBA's most improved player. Does that surprise you a little bit, PK, based on value? Or maybe not because they had to do it because they need credibility and they need to hold on to their... They're better young players, even if they're not worth that much. Well, yeah, we've seen that a million times over. If you're a decent player on a crappy team, they end up being forced to have to give you all this money. Uh, that's basically what Conley had a few years back. I mean, not, not that the team was crappy. Uh, and New Orleans is an emerging team. Maybe crappy is too strong. But not a team that has any chance to go anywhere, in the immediate future anyway. And we've seen John Wall. I mean, the list goes on and on. Those are just a couple of players off the top of my head and, and Hayward basically got the same thing he wasn't a crappy team but it's not like Hayward in and of himself is going to take you anywhere I mean these are nice they're all nice players I'm not saying that they're not 
but they're not the upper tier level, but yet they're paid like they're upper tier level because they're the best player on these teams. That's, that's the flaw in the system is that these guys end up getting this kind of money. Uh, Jordan gave Nick Batum $27 million a year. For what? <laughs> he At no point is he ever going to make a difference in winning and losing. He's making $27 million. It's and we, Otto Porter last year when we looked at him. Remember mm-hmm. when you looked it I up? Yeah. And I, my jaw yeah. dropped? <laughs> it did. Hey, $28 million? Yeah. Uh, and the Atlanta Hawks have signed Bogdan Bogdanovich. Four years, $72 million. The Kings decided not to match. So there's an example of nice player, and that's not, you know, the five-year, $158 million max deal, but it's still a pretty healthy offer. But if you're the Kings and you don't match it, now where are you? Not having him isn't going to help you go anywhere and win games either. San Bernardino. Yeah, thank you. How are you hanging on? Where are you? I like what the Hawks are doing, man. And they got uh, Gallinari signed with them. Now they got this kid, obviously Trey Young. Where do you think that's going? Well, don't forget about Rajon Rondo. No limit on that. Rondo's another guy, a veteran guy. I mean, they've sucked, right? They've been bad. And so uh, now they'll be in a 7, 8, 9, 10 game. We'll we'll see how far can uh, Trey Young and these guys uh, take you. But, I mean, at least if you're a Hawks fan, at least you're seeing that they're trying to win. I mean, they're trying to put a better product out on the floor. And as a fan, that's about all you can ask for. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. College basketball, the season begins tonight. Some of the games that will happen. I got to skip over all these games that won't happen. Uh, Weber State's going to host Adams State, D Event Center, Ogden, 7 o'clock. Southern Utah's at Loyola Marymount. It'll be less than 1,500 for that one, PK. BYU's hosting Westminster at the Marriott Center. It's on BYU TV tonight. Scotty G's going to have the call. Utah State, VCU, ESPN2, 730. The Bad Boys Mowers Crossover Classic. Scotty will have the call. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Well, that's good. I want college basketball back. I want basketball back, man. It's that time of year. I mean, normally, uh, uh, what's today, Wednesday, yeah, I'd be watching the finals of the Maui Invitational. So, college basketball will start, in, yeah, it will start in the middle of the day today. Memphis and St. Mary's at noon on ESPN2. That one could be worth checking out. Oh, for sure, yeah. That would be a, uh, a decent game right here uh, out of the gate. Anybody in the, in the Pac-12... Uh, Get your attention. ASU's playing Rhode Island at 5 o'clock on ESPN. UCLA and Hurley against the team that Hurley used to coach. His brother used to coach at Rhode Island, didn't he? UCLA, San Diego State, CBS Sports Network tonight at 8.30 in San Diego. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, a few games there to uh, mix in for your viewing pleasure, starting with the St. Mary's game at noon. All right, DJ and PK, that's what's trending. That's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Nixon, BYU TV football analyst, former BYU linebacker. We'll talk with him about the rankings and scheduling games. That's 8 o'clock. Riley Jensen, our college football insider at 8.30. Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz. And for this week, the voice of Aggie football.
He'll join us at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. In the Zone Sports Network. They mentioned BYU, but last I checked, I didn't know that the quarterback for Boise State played defense. I think if they're going to really look at it, they should probably look at all the different things. And we know how hard it is to win with your third string quarterback. We did it last year. I just know that we have a team that's really deep. You know, I'm, I'm getting, I, I'm trying not to get too frustrated. I know Jay wants to see me get mad and all that, but you guys have seen us. You guys have seen games where you're like, hey, where's this guy? Where's that guy? We've never been full strength, but we don't cry about it either. We just go on and play and, and we feel really good with our depth. But how many times have we played with missing linemen or missing position here and there and really haven't skipped a beat as a team? And I think that's a huge compliment to our depth on our team, huge compliment to our coaches and the development of our players, and then huge compliment to the talent that we have here. Hot Takes with Toes brought to you by Jerry Signer Cadillac. Get 0% financing for up to 72 months, plus $2,500 purchase allowance on a new 2021 XT4, XT5, or XT6. Shop your way at Jerry Signer Cadillac. PK, that was Kalani Sataki, and that was the best Kalani Sataki, by the way. I don't, I don't need to hear Kalani tell me again how much he loves his guys. I would much rather hear him say, it is hard to win with a third-string quarterback. We know. We did it last year. Yeah, bring it, Kalani. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, against Boise, no less. Uh, yeah, and he's right. Boise's quarterback wouldn't have played defense. Uh, so that goes back to what I said. Boise beats or uh, BYU beats Boise. Oh, Boise's not at full strength. They're having a down season. They had injuries. And what is it with Cougar football? I mean, pretty much that uh, they have to go. 12-0 and 0 every year and beat everybody by 50. And then maybe they'll get the respect. Why is this program always doubted? I mean, when you think about it, you know, it's not a, uh, a true blue blood because there's very few of those, and they don't spend like a true blue blood. And interestingly enough, all the blue bloods spend like a true blue, <laughs> blue blood, but they can put out a good product occasionally, maybe not as frequently as they used to, but when you look and step back and research BYU football, I get it, man. The schedule is not good. We can't. You can complain about it, but you can't blame BYU because obviously it wasn't their intent to play this schedule. But when you step back and you look at all the youngsters that they invested time in two, three years ago and how these guys are experienced combined with the coaching staff having the three years of experience, the two leaders on offense, Jeff Grimes, the Grime Dog, and Aaron Roderick, A-Rod, they're together now for three years. So shouldn't that tell you anything that you've been doing and you do every day, three and you start whatever year, three years later, you should be better at it. Right? Our third year of radio, I would assume, and you knew a whole lot more about radio than I ever did when I entered it, that 
our third year was better than our first year. And I'm not sure people who look at BYU superficially really understand that concept of that this is a good football team in its third year, basically, together with so much experience on both sides of the ball, right? And you get a kid like Tonga who comes back. It's on a lower level than what Utah had last year because they had a bunch of guys come back. You, BYU's two big guys come back were Bushman and then, unfortunately, the injury, and Tonga, right, to potential NFL guys. So those guys would make the team better. And I really don't think that people are doing the homework to study what BYU is about. They just dismiss it. Uh, crappy schedule, Boise's quarterback, third team, who couldn't beat you? And then that's it. That's your evaluation. But you didn't really go through the process to get to the point where your evaluation is a true and fair evaluation. And saying a crappy schedule is part of the evaluation. But there's more to it than that. Well, I think that's why Kirk Herbstreet was on SportsCenter last night saying BYU got hosed. That, that's a uh-huh. direct yeah. quote. He boiled it right down. I mean, he's got to talk for longer than that, so he said more than that. But at the end, when he summarized, he said, Bill, you got host. And he went in earlier, he said, I called their first game, and he recounted Navy, and he talked about the strength oh, yeah, of the yeah. O-line and the D-line. He went into all of that. But right. at the end, he said, right. BYU you got host. And he said it definitively and loudly. He didn't swallow it like, don't notice this, but I said, BYU you got host. This <laughs> is, BYU you got host. Now, the interesting thing is that the only one of these that matters, and we've talked about this before, is the last one. So, has there been enough outcry? I mean, it doesn't really matter what we say here. Uh, But multiple national people thought BYU was too low, and they've got multiple weeks to correct this. There are always upsets, and so there'll be a chance to move teams up and down and bounce them around a little bit if they want but the only game BYU plays, it'll be hard to move BYU too much on a bye week, although they could do it, and they don't have to move them that far to get them in. Uh, there's a rule in there. You can't put four SEC teams in the New Year's Six Bowls. So right now, Georgia's the fourth team. So, yeah, they're 14, but for the purposes of putting teams in bowl, they're really 13. So they don't have to move far to be in. And it's well, outrageous this morning, we- but if they end up there at the end, then who cares? But the problem is they'll that, have a bye week this week, mm-hmm. but they won't have a bye week next week. September five, they'll play force, somebody. BYU's hand now because of the Washington debacle mm-hmm. and this and the suspect schedule. BYU and I wrote about this. We posted it yesterday. They're going to play somebody. that BYU is absolutely forced. They have no choice now but to add at least one, if not two, games. So it could be the 5th, it could be the 19th. Mm-hmm. But the sooner the better to plant it into the minds of this committee if the goal is the New Year's Day 6. And for now, wallow in all this, they don't respect us publicity. Because oh, yeah. you want publicity in the manner that is positive, even if it's negative. This is perceived as negative, but it's actually positive. I was talking to somebody, I was talking with a jazz official the other day, and I was saying, you know, I agree with what Mark Cuban said 
as far as publicity, virtually any publicity is good publicity. I think he used way back when the wrong example when he said the NBA with the Kobe Bryant Eagle Colorado. That was not what you want. That's not the type of publicity that you want. We know that story. That was completely and totally negative. I think Cuban was off base a little bit there. But his point being that negative can be positive, this is the prime example. People are talking about BYU all over the place. Yep. When we get done with these with the show in the morning, there's a, I, I turn on ESPNU radio on my satellite, which, by the way, through the rest of the Thanksgiving is for free. If you have it in your car but haven't subscribed, it is free. Uh, you can get that. They've been talking about that. And I turn on the shows, and, and they there's uh, New Heisel's on there. I grew up, I didn't know him personally, but I grew up in the Phoenix area with New Heisel, and he was a prominent quarterback in the Valley there. So I've known, I feel like, I've, I, don't, I don't know him personally. I've talked to him a few times. But I feel like I've known of him, certainly, for many, many years. And he advocates about BYU because he grew up in Tempe. And that's where John Tate, he went to the same high school, just to use somebody as an example. So he's aware of BYU, and he's coached in the regions against the Googers. And so he talks about them. They're going to get talked about a ton today. This is actually great for the program. Now go ahead and schedule somebody, and then if you beat them, I think the windows of football heaven will open and the blessings will flow. Yak liked it. <laughs> Are you saying that magic's going to happen, PK? No, if he'd said that, if he meant that, he would have said it. PK's a guy okay. who says what he means and means what he says, except when he wants to allude to it. Sources. Tweet people. Sources say. <laughs> sources. Freaking sources. I don't need sources. I got friends. I go right to the guys. Sources. So, I mean, I, you, Yak, you had, here, wait a second. He had, Wilner nailed it uh, on. Utah playing Washington. I nailed it freaking Saturday. You did nail it. <laughs> you didn't say I nailed it. Well, here I am. Holy you freak. I'm like BYU. No respect. Yeah, Rodney, PK, and BYU walk into a bar. I, I nailed it for Wilner was more in jest of some of the other critical comments he made earlier in the week. Critical. He's so critical, whereas I'm not. So the question about the games on the 5th and 19th is not, will they play? Because I'm 100% on board, and I think most of our listeners were too. They were, they were thinking, they have got to schedule games. They've got to find somebody. The question is, are they going to be able to schedule somebody that changes the narrative of the schedule as week? Because to go out yes, and find yes. another Texas State isn't going to do it. And you run no. through the list of teams that are available. The obvious one for the 5th is Cincinnati. And it... You know, the question is, does Cincinnati want to do it? Because with BYU, you got to say yes. And I think the game will be at Cincinnati, and BYU's got to go and say yes. Anytime, anywhere, they're going to have to agree. I looked at Cincinnati's schedule. I think it would be four straight road games if they went on the road that week, and no coach wants to do that. So it would be at Cincinnati. And Cincinnati is seven. No. I don't see how they can get to the top four. But if they think they can, or the only chance they have is to beat number 14 and add another ranked team. Oh, they're not going to get in. It's not about the top four. We're not talking about the top four. You know what you do? You play BYU Cincinnati in Dyersville, Ohio. Field of dreams. (laughs) It's a multi-purpose facility. Didn't they put up stands for baseball? Just reconfigure it. They did. Yeah, they have. They have. They have little bleachers there and. Uh, the uh, I was flipping around during Monday Night Football, 
and they were rerunning the uh, 25th anniversary of Field of Dreams, the interviews with uh, Costner and Busfield. Costas was out there, and they had the director's chairs sitting on the field with the house in the back. It was pretty good. And I've spoken to Timothy Busfield because he was a hardcore Dodger fan, and he used to watch Dodger games from the press box. Oh, yeah? (laughs) So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be loitering around the press box, and you could just say hi to him. And yeah, he's a Dodger fan. They, they I took care he was of Dodger him. fan. They took care of him because they didn't. They must have because I mean, being out in the stands, if you're Timothy Busfield, probably doesn't work real well. <laughs> People blocking the view, trying to get an autograph. Although I spoke to, uh, I once interviewed John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. Leg- well, I would consider him a legendary actor, and he had season tickets to Dodgers, and they were out uh, in the Loge level. Mm. But he would be he would come through sometimes too, and uh, you know Mary Hart sits on the front row. These other guys were a little bit more uh, obscure, although just as if not more famous. So yeah, there the BYU is going to do it. They they have to do it, and they're going to understand that Alabama isn't going to play. When I say they, the national perception folks, they're going to understand that Alabama isn't available now. Texas State, I get your point. You don't want to go down that road. That does nothing for you. But tr- if you try and make an effort, and then you let people know, I thought BYU should have just come out much stronger. That 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 statement by Tom Homo that he made on Monday, it really didn't say anything. I thought they should come out and, and plead their case a little bit more. Why not? This is, this is not church here. This is not Sunday morning. You know, hello, brother. How are you? No. Hey, why should we schedule Washington when there's very little chance this freaking game is going to take place? This sounds good, but this is a PR stunt. And do we really want to get involved with the Pac-12? Because the Pac-12, you know where their heads have been this whole time? Now, I don't think Tom is going to say that, but you can say that without saying that if you get my drift. You really want to get involved with the Pac-12? They don't know their you-know-what from their you-know-what. They've put out 14 schedules, and none of them have come to pass. And you can't play non-conference, but now you can play non-conference, but then you want to schedule knowing full well that the chances of ASU being eligible. Herm Edwards has not been in the freaking football facility for two weeks. Two weeks he hasn't been in there. And they're going to schedule a game and actually play a game? Come on. No, it was pretty clear from Kyle's postgame. It was never going to happen. It was clear from Kyle's postgame Saturday when he said, we're waiting to find out who we're going to play. Well, if you were going to play Arizona State, you'd just say you're playing Arizona State. You don't want to get in front of the conference, but you know you got to get ready for Washington. So Yeah, I think they were waiting to find out where the Washington game was going to be. Yeah, and Mark Harlan tweeted out that was determined by – TV trucks were up in Washington. I guess so are the locker rooms. hey Well, they have locker rooms. They put in some temporary yeah, ones on do. the, uh, what would that be, the, the north side, uh, west side. Yeah. There's some showers in there and all that. It's not ideal for this season, but this is a this is a great season to have uh, your yes. south end zone right. just destroyed yes. and rebuilt. Of all the years to do it, it turned out this was absolutely the right one. <laughs> But I don't understand why BYU, you know, that's uh, they don't really explain what happened, so it makes it look like it's on them. Well, whatever it was that happened, well, you know what it was, and you're getting blasted, so just say what it was. What was right. it? Right, P- play the PR game a little stronger than you did. That's that's my one criticism of, of BYU. And then they sit back, and then they say, oh, well, people persecute us. All right, and they do, but I think you could have been a little more forceful in bringing out your message. 
And I guess if I'd been on that panel on ESPN, I would have said, if they beat Washington and Washington's two and one, is the committee really going to give them any benefit for that? Because I look at those rankings and just think south over north, east over west. That's all you can sort everything out. <laughs> the undefeated teams in the West, they're at the bottom of the list of undefeated teams. Who's at the top of the one loss teams? SEC teams. They got of all the one loss teams, Indiana didn't get the break. AM got it, and Florida got it. I guess that's the intriguing yeah, thing. But you're to- On the 19th, could they play with the Big Ten? And I get your point about double back to the Big Ten. The Big Ten said no non-conference games earlier. But if they're trying to get Indiana in as a third team, and uh, you get down to that last week and Indiana's worried they're going to be out, would they let Indiana play? Because Indiana's not going to play another Big Ten team after that anyway. Would they let Indiana play BYU? You know, just for a team, I'm picking Indiana, you could pick Wisconsin. You know, somebody who's right on the fringe of getting into a New Year's Six themselves. Yeah, but that doesn't matter. On the Actually 19th? playing the game doesn't matter. No, Be, no, be no, the aggressive not, not team that, perspective. that says, hey, then let's you do put it. Out the, you put out the word, we called the Big Ten. Give us somebody. Give us anybody. Give us your tired. Give us your poor. Give us your good teams. Give us and your Hoosiers. And they said No. <laughs> Give us your huge. That's all you got to do. You don't actually have to play the game. You just have to make the effort. And yeah, I do think they would have been higher, but you're talking about a poll that came out without playing Washington. They wouldn't have played Washington before the poll came out right. either way. Yep. The game was not going to be had on Monday or Tuesday morning. It, it, the game would have been Saturday. So yeah, I think that they would get some buzz. Now, the great thing about it, see, this is the thing. If you go ahead and schedule a game or two, you will get a buzz. Because of all this controversy, because the committee can't stand around and sit around and say, well, wait a second, yeah. you didn't play anybody, and then you go play somebody, and we still don't reward you, then we look like idiots. Yep. And nobody likes to look like an idiot. Believe me, because I've spent <laughs> most of my life looking like an idiot. I have already read uh, that assessment, and I know people like to dismiss your assessment, but I have read that assessment out there from multiple people nationally, that BYU does have... That's the lever, and leverage isn't exactly the right word, but that'll be the reward for BYU. If they can get anybody that's half decent to play them, the committee's getting rained on now by multiple uh, national people, and and these people all have TV and the internet. (laughs) You know, they know, they're like, they think we screwed up. Well, we'll show them we didn't screw up. And the thing is, they get multiple weeks to, to tweak this and play with the rankings a little bit. So we might see uh, Georgia, I mean, Georgia, Where's their tough schedule? They lose their good teams. Auburn, they beat a 5-2 and two team. They've beaten one winning team so right. far. Yeah, the other four teams they beat have a combined record of 10-20. and 20. So the, their five wins, are, the record is 15-22. and 22. It's not a good schedule. And, and they've had some close games against some of these teams with losing records too. So maybe Georgia at 9 drops a little bit. And then you need some up. You know, Oklahoma and Iowa State play each other probably right now the way it looks in the Big 12 title game, if form holds. And if not, it's because one of them lost. So there are a couple teams you can catch. The question is, will an Oregon, Wisconsin, or Texas vault over BYU? We know the teams to watch now. We, we now have a reason to watch some of these games, a little extra local tie-in now. Not that we can watch Wisconsin this weekend. They're not playing. But Okay. This is a great day for BYU football, man. All this publicity is oh, yeah. pouring in. And and they're now sympathetic. When's the last time the Cougars have been sympathetic? Not at all. 
go. I can't remember when they've been sympathetic. Maybe when they were twelve and zero, or were they ten and zero? No, twelve. And got left out. They were twelve and zero. They were. Okay, right. And then they were told that uh, you're not going to be invited. Yep. And like, well, wait a second here. And so, but released. Everything it was, now. The phrase was released from consideration. You've been released from consideration. Yeah. Like they were paroled. And I've or been something. released from consideration many times in my life, so mm. I know exactly how they felt. Hey, and enough enough about the sweet everything. Yeah, enough about the sweetheart dance when I was a junior, okay? <laughs> DJ I've released you from consideration. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'll go above my miserable life. I think the love boat's on. Uh, well, that is shiny and new. And you understand now that everything is magnified a thousand times because everybody has a voice with social media and so BYU has never been more sympathetic now go out and beat somebody and beat their brains out and then when you're up by 60 and you have a chance to score in the last four minutes take a knee and you'll be a humble you'll be viewed as humble and I thought and I told Kalani this last night I thought man he handled himself about as well as could be expected. And if you're a BYU football fan, you should feel awfully good that this guy's running your football program because he represents what you're about. And the great thing, and it matters, in this world in which we live, skin color matters. And he's not a white guy. And it brings some quote-unquote diversity to it. And he handled himself so freaking well. Not just on the local thing that he did, but the no, it was on stuff that he did. Yeah, yeah. And, and if you know him... Uh, this guy can get to zero to 100 very, very quick, <laughs> and you want to get out of his way when he does. And believe me, he we was saw about this 80 close. Last he night. wanted to. He wanted to just go berserk. He wanted to go uh, Francis Bernard uh, <laughs> uh, targeting and that when Francis played for BYU. And he got the sports It Francis like. Bernard. Who was it, Nakua? It was Nakua uh, that got ejected, then, yes. Uh, and then McChesney and then Bernard made the phenomenal interception. But we remember, he, what did he get? One personal foul, if not two personal fouls. And he got an unsportsmanlike. Top had blown. Yeah, because he was going nuts, justifiably. Certainly on the first one, maybe the second one, no, but the first one. But the point is, this guy can get really, really fired up. And I've been in situations where he's gotten real fired up, and he wanted to, but the way he used diplomacy while still getting his message across was absolutely brilliant. I do wish he dropped that line about it's hard to win with a third-string quarterback. We know we did it last year. That was an awesome line. I would love to hear that one on national TV. <laughs> That's a great line. Yeah. Kalani, put that one in your back pocket. You, you might be on national TV again. You'll have another shot. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's a great line because it's, well, A, it's a great line, and then B, it's true. And, and the, beauty, the beauty of it is, you know, is actually Boise State. Nothing yeah, against Boise State. Actually, They're just kind of in it this, you know, <laughs> they just happen to be the team that's in it. I like the fact, I like, of, of his lines, I like the fact the last time I checked, their quarterback didn't play defense. That's a good line, too. I like that line, too. Because there, the other way, you're acknowledging, hey, they had a third-team right. quarterback. But now you're drawing attention to the fact you scored 51 points. Right. So in order for Boise to beat you, they would have had to score 52. And I didn't major in math at ASU. Uh, but something tells me that's what they would have had to have done. And Hank I Bachmeyer's realized worth the game 52 had the potential points. to be – and maybe the game had an opportunity to be closer – 
than that. I understand that. But Zach Wilson, um, the kid's got it going on here. They've got and, – and then when you got uh, – who do we have? We had Dennis Dodd saying that uh, uh, Romney and Mill could play anywhere. And come on. And so you got some talent there. And, and then there was – see, the, the, I was thinking about this too, is that, you know, the Utah Sugar Bowl, how, oh, yeah, Alabama didn't want to be there, blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. But then you look at so many guys off that team that played in the NFL, speaking of the Utes. Well, no wonder why they didn't want to be there because they knew they were going up against NFL guys. <laughs> and so down the line, if we see six, seven guys off this football team that are major players, whether they be seniors, juniors, or whomever right now, end up in the NFL, well, much like that 08 University of Utah football team, that'll prove to you that was a really good football team. Well, hopefully BYU gets Cincinnati on the 5th. That looks like the uh, the best game possible. And you run through the other teams in the top – 20 and 25, who's available, who'd be willing to play him, and then double back and talk to Marshall or Coastal Carolina, but we heard that that wasn't happening. But maybe they can double back to a Big Ten school, but Nebraska, man, Nebraska will lose their minds if somebody in the Big Ten plays a non-conference game. I'm here for that press conference. Let me know, yes. let me know when Scott Let's Frost. Let's go. Bill let, Moose and Let me Scott know when Frost. Frost is talking to the media. If, some, if Wisconsin or Indiana plays BYU, I want in on that one. All right, DJ and PK, we got to take a break. Uh, more of your reaction coming up. A lot of you posted at Facebook and on Twitter. We can get to that. David Nixon will be here at 8 o'clock. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Frank Miley, kind enough to join us, interim head coach at Utah State. I know you're extremely busy, but you do not have a game on Saturday. Would you pay 50 bucks to see uh, Tyson go up against Roy Jones? I would. Those are two legendary boxers, man, of different classes. So this will be interesting and where this goes, but I'll always be behind Iron Mike. Would you invite a play-by-play voice and a former football player that is his co-host to your party? <laughs> Possibly. We'd have to social distance. That's Hans' way of saying he doesn't want to spend $50, but still wants to watch the fight. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll socially distance. We'd have bit. to test you three times before you came over there, Hans. Did we just become best friends? Yep! Hans and Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you part by Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. Mention this ad and receive $33 off any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. So among the PR offenses BYU could go on here if they chose, which they rarely choose, but in this situation, it might help them if they chose. Uh, What about letting Colorado know they're available? Sure. USC may play, but they may not play. It's not really clear right now. And so Colorado could be free. I didn't know when the uh, – it took a while to announce the Utah-Washington game. The Arizona State cancellation was out, but the Washington game wasn't announced. Probably would have helped BYU if that had been announced before the show, so they could have set it on the show. Yeah, but I think they knew it. The, the, the people who needed to know knew it. So it just took a bit, and they probably had to work with the TV partner, but they knew that they were going to play. And Kyle knew, uh, let's see, I don't know that he knew Saturday night, but I think he pretty well knew uh, shortly thereafter that it was going to be out on the road, and there was a good chance. And so they ironed out the details. Uh, I get your point on what you're saying, 
but if I don't even really understand that situation. I think if people knew it, because it was so obvious to me. I, I know. You want BYU to commit to something that's not going to happen. They should have committed. <laughs> it was not going to happen. <laughs> but that required them to spend money they don't have. I mean, you got to ramp up your testing, and you got to spend money. I mean, Tom had just sat out there and taped that thing, which I get people were dipping in and out of the game because it wasn't a good game. So maybe you didn't see it, but they ran it. I think they ran it at least twice. I don't know if they ran it a third time in a postgame show. I didn't see that, but I think they ran it at least twice. That, you know, they're 20 million in the hole. And, you know, he thanked a bunch of people and it took a while. But the, the gist of it is we're 20 million in the hole. Obviously, we've lost a lot of ticket revenue. Obviously, we've got new expenses like testing. I mean, he specifically mentioned it. And now they're going to ramp up testing and do what the Pac 12 wants. Uh, and it's all a dog and pony uh, show. I don't, I don't care. I, I don't care about that. This is BYU. They can raise the money. Their their institution over there that owns them has got all sorts of money. I don't want to hear it. There's there's a lot of folks with BYU. If you donate to BYU, and I've been told this that people believe this. Now I've never donated a dime to BYU, and probably won't to be honest. But I've been told people feel like when you donate money to BYU, you're donating to a higher cause than just simply football or volleyball or the science department. And so, and I, all I know is what they told me. So I I think they can get the money. Uh, well, the PR they, battle is, to, is to there to be won. In the short term. But I don't think they understood it. Now, it's easy. It's all in retrospect. Uh, maybe they didn't fully comprehend all this ridiculous backlash in the moment. But now... They fully understand it, and they got a bunch of. Tom is a highly intelligent guy, and Tom has got contacts all over the place. Uh, he knows so many people. Been in athletics literally his whole adult life, and that's a long. I think he's sixty years old, somewhere in there, sixty, sixty-one, and he knows people. I mean, they had uh, they were trying to get a basketball series with Michigan State, and Tom went to uh, what's his face, who was the coach at uh, Mariucci. The uh, Mariucci, because Mariucci was a childhood buddy of Izzo, <laughs> and Tom coached with Mariucci, <laughs> so he knows Mariucci very well, and they arranged it. I went back to Detroit, uh, and uh, Michigan State came out our way, and uh, they got that series because Tom t- uh, Tom t- tapped into Mariucci, the childhood friend of Izzo, who's the Michigan State coach. That's just one example. So I think the pressure's on now. The most, Rather than uh, wallow in what has happened and what is over, go ahead and focus on what you can do to make the best of the situation. And I think the great thing is, I think they were looking to do it anyway because I believe Kalani, and I've talked to a couple other guys uh, this past week in terms of this uh, anywhere, anytime spiel, that's not BS because – we, we adopted this motto, speaking from the BYU perspective, in training camp when they were the only team in the West literally practicing with no games on tap. And they were going through training camp practices, not like uh, workout practices, but, I mean, literal training camp practices, and they didn't have any teams scheduled. 
and they felt like, okay, that's where they came up with this any team anywhere because we want a schedule, and we know they were the only team in the West, and they got that schedule, and they feel like, okay, that mo- that motto has still continued. So now go ahead, and this really puts the pressure on them, and somebody's got to be out there. Somebody's got to want to play, and I think they'll find one, if not two games. They need to find teams that are just outside the New Year's Six who aren't in a conference title game. Or they need to find teams that are just outside the playoff who aren't in a conference title game who won in the playoff. Maybe that's a Texas A&M. Maybe that's a Miami. Uh, maybe that's an Indiana or a Wisconsin. But it seems like those are the teams, those are the schools that would be motivated to play a game. They have something to gain. They can go from... They can go into a New Year's Six Bowl, or they can go from a New Year's Six Bowl into a playoff, or at least have the chance to do it with uh-huh. a win and, and maybe some help. So those are some of the schools yeah. that Tom's going to be calling first, and he's probably already figured that out before we said it. <laughs> so I assume some of those calls have happened. Herb Street alluded to it in his Sports Center thing last night that there's been talk of Cincinnati and BYU, and he said hopefully it happens. So... There's clearly, so. you know, if they're going to schedule a game, they're going to have to talk to ESPN and word's going to get out. Or they're going to have to talk to Fox and word's going to get out. You know, so that, that's sitting out there. All right, DJ and PK, we've got to take a break. When we come back, more of this uh, with uh, David Dixon, BYU TV football analyst, former BYU linebacker. Riley Jensen, college football insider, to talk about the games this weekend. He's at 830. Bowler's coming up. The voice of the Aggies for one game. Then back to being the voice of the jazz. He's at 905. David Nixon coming up next. Stay with us.